Hello and welcome to this edition of the 90s Galore Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Zaldivar. And once again, we have our good friend, James Taylor. We're in the house to discuss a very important album. Um, happens to be a soundtrack album. But before we get into it, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I've been away. It's been about, uh, I don't know, I want to say about a month. Uh, just been on a hiatus here, a little mini hiatus. Uh, went on vacation, took a break. So uh, got some good family time in. and But it's good to be back here on the podcast. Very excited. Uh, James Taylor, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, bro. How are you doing, man? I'm good, man. Hey, man, you're, you're making history here. You're, you're our first repeat guest on the 90s Galore podcast. How does that feel? <laughs> oh, it feels great, man. No, it's always a, it's always a pleasure to be here. And I uh, uh, just love spending time with you, man, talking music and all the great, uh, great things that, that were in the 90s. Absolutely, man. No, thank you, man. Thanks for, for coming back on, man. And we're excited. Uh, man, it's always fun fun to uh to talk music with you man and uh i'm glad we can uh you know continue our our, our, our conversation here on the podcast man and uh but yeah we're glad to have you back um i true i really enjoyed your your last visit man to the 90s Glow podcast and you know we, we were discussing biggie and, and tupac's album uh we've received a nice response from our listeners from that particular episode uh but yeah man so again thanks for coming back and um so we're seeing another yeah, first here on it go ahead go ahead what were you saying no i pre- i appreciate you having me man yeah it was great it was good to uh, kind of just go back in time a little bit and a lot of good memories were drawn up so it was a good time brother so i was glad i was able to share that with you absolutely absolutely and uh, before we move on i want to just take some uh uh time a real quick time here for for house, housekeeping uh, we, we have our uh we want to announce to our listeners that we have a uh we started our um Oh my goodness, our Instagram, 90s Galore Podcast Instagram. You can follow us on Instagram at 90s underscore galore. That's 90s underscore G-A-L-O-R-E. So hit us up on that. Of course, we have our, our Twitter account at 90s Galore. Uh, so follow us on that. Subscribe or, or not subscribe, but follow us. Uh, but yeah, and also subscribe to our podcast on Anchor or uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your 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 podcast so um so this is also the first time we're profiling a movie soundtrack james uh so we're we're really excited about this one man and uh like i mentioned earlier uh we're talking about the soundtrack well i actually i don't think i did mention the the soundtrack we're talking about is from the movie boys in the hood and uh this is one that we we always talk about right james we we this one just i think resonates with our youth the memories of the early nineties, the innocence, well, maybe not so innocent, right? <laughs> uh, you know, high school or adolescent years, man. Uh, you know, I know I, this one, we always talk about this particular uh, soundtrack, man. And, um, you know, of course the music, you know, that, that we, uh, we love so much. And we, it's very, uh, this particular movie, man, not only the movie, the sound, the whole thing, man. Right uh the mo- yeah. boys in the hood is just it has a, a near and dear to my heart man yeah no it was great great movie and uh you know equally a great uh soundtrack and uh you know something that we we we, we continuously reference uh, as we get older uh not only the movie but the soundtrack and um yeah just a great uh great great movie all around and a lot a lot of big a lot of uh up-and-coming stars you know oh, people yeah. just starting out so it was a uh, 
Uh, you know, we, we were just getting started out in life and a lot of these uh, actors and actresses were getting started as well in this, in this movie. So it's uh, we've all kind of grown up together. It's been, it's been great to see. Exactly. I mean, I, I, mean, I, like the, uh, I know it was uh, going into our, I want to say summer of our soft going into sophomore year. Yeah. 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 Uh, right. And uh, summer of 91. And uh, yeah, John Singleton, rest in peace, man. Oh yeah, man, um, that was that was, that was tragic, man. But uh, oh, gosh, he left man. a lot of good work for us to uh, uh, to remember him by and honor him by. So it's uh, it's been a, a good, uh, good, good, uh, good career for him. No doubt, no doubt, man. It was his first feature. I think uh, he was about, I think, 23, 24 years old. And uh, like you said, like you said, a lot, of, you know. People are launching their careers. I think uh, Cuba Gooding, um, you know, just getting started, and and we were young and ado- in our adolescent. Yeah, last and, time uh, we saw Cuba Gooding, he was getting a haircut in uh, in Coming to America. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> That's right. He's he was in that scene, man, with the with the barber at the what is the name of the Mighty Shop? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, I forgot the name of that barber shop, man. But oh man, that's funny. Yeah, excellent. Uh, good, good, good reference there. And by the way, they're, I think they're going to make part two of it. Or right. Not part two, but remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's, uh, uh, yeah, coming back to America or something like that. Yeah. Oh, anyways, man, maybe we can, you know, profile that later on here. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, anyways, back to Boys in the Hood, man. Back to this masterpiece. And, um, it's the, uh, you know, again, we're back, we're in high school, we're, 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 you know, a little bit nostalgic here, and of course, and uh, so the very first track, man, I want to talk about right away. They hit us with with uh, how to survive in South Central, man, Mr. Ice Cube, and, and man, this song was just. Uh, I remember just it, it's the, the first track, right, and it just man comes at you, and you know when they do play that. Do you remember the the, the moment they play in that? Uh, they play that song in the movie. Yeah, at the very end, which is ironic Absolutely. that they 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 start the soundtrack off with that, but they that's the way the movie ended. Yeah, exactly, exactly, man. Right, the opening credits or the closing credits. Yeah, and... yeah, and that and the soundtrack came out after the movie. Um, so I think the movie. You know what's funny is that movie came out the same day uh, that um, Point Break came out. And really? uh, yeah, dude, and I we we went. I uh, was uh, believe it or not, I went with uh, Mario Valente, and his uh, his mom took us to the movies and to go see point break. And we saw that, you know, a bunch of people were in line for boys in the hood and we're like, Oh man, let's, let's go see that. And we ended up having to see point break. So uh, Mrs. Valente was not having us see boys in the hood, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, man. man. So it was, it was, it was, yeah, man, we were, we were, uh, we had to wait a, wait a few days and then we went back and saw it, but yeah, it was a uh, summertime, man. When that first when yeah. that movie came out. Oh man. Yeah. July. It was July '91. Yep, that's right. July, July '91, and um, yeah. So, how to survive in South Central? And I remember uh, hearing that soundtrack for the first time. We had my buddy got it on cassette. Well, our buddy actually, Damien. Oh, uh, Damien got that on uh, cassette, and uh, we used to play it in, in his, you know, inside the house in his bedroom in the car, just bumping it, man, and uh, fell in love with that soundtrack and. Um, just the, and then when you think about the movie, uh, the way um, each song is kind of laid out, man, it, it plays perfectly into the, you know, whatever the scene was. And um, just for example, um, 
just me and you with uh, Tony, 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 like that particular sequence. Yeah, you know, interesting short... sequence, yeah. though. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I always felt that that song was, uh, which was a great song, but I, I just felt like it was, you know, you had, uh, you had Ricky playing football, so he's in the locker room getting ready. Uh, you have uh, like Ice Cube and his boys. Ice Cube's arguing with some girl, Trey, and um, and his girl uh, are uh, um, Trey and Brandy are arguing. And yeah, uh, it was it was inter- it was interesting, but it worked. It it, it kind of just uh, fit in there. Exactly, exactly. You would think that it would be like some kind of like you know sexy love scene that they're playing that song, but uh, no, man. It's like you know they're, they're everybody's kind of just doing their own thing, and uh, it was interesting. Uh, interesting way he put he did that that song in that movie mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah it's uh definitely um a, a nice sequence and uh the also I, I you know one another thing that comes to mind uh well you mentioned the love scene i think the, the love scene with trey and um nia peoples right his his, his um his girlfriend his love interest yeah in the movie brandy brandy yeah. Excuse me. And uh, so they that particular song was uh, Quincy Jones. Yeah. And um, man, such a such a nice song, such a nice uh, instrumental. I don't know if you can recall it, man, but I do. I do. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, we can go back to every moment in the movie and just replay it in our heads so vividly, so clearly, man. We just know it. I mean, all the lines, all the sequences, all the, you know, this all the scenes. Um the other one that comes to mind right away too is the one by um, the the scene where Trey or yeah they're in the house. It's you know it's uh, Furious Styles and everyone's in, they're asleep, and then that burglar comes in. Who the yeah you know uh, that's opening a, scene right? Uh, no, not the opening. I that... think it's like maybe fifteen twenty minutes into the movie. Oh, he had yeah, just okay. his first night at the house. I think he just had. You know, Mary, he met Mary's mom, drops him off to come live with his dad. And then it was like maybe, you know, just a little bit after that. I think it was. It seemed like with the first night at home at, at, with his dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was another nice uh, nice sequence there with Stanley Clark, uh, Black on Black Violence. Yeah. Uh, uh, man, they had just some, some really, really outstanding artists. Uh, Tevin Campbell, if you can recall, Tevin Campbell. Uh, just just asked me to, man. I almost yeah. started singing there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, Tevin Campbell was uh, that was that you know that's like when he's first starting off, and he uh, uh, you know, went on to, a couple of years later, just put out that I'm ready uh, that ready uh yeah. album, and that thing was just legit. But uh, yeah, I think uh, you know, that song was uh, just asked me to was from um, um, Tevin. His uh, his album Tevin. So yeah, I think... yeah. Like I said, man, a lot of those, you know, a lot of artists just starting out. Um, I mean, even Ice Cube just kind of starting out his uh, his own solo career. Yeah, and his um, movie career. And... Yeah, Tevin Campbell. So they're all just kind of up and coming. And I, I don't know if John Singleton did that intentionally or what, but it seems like from a- the actors and actresses to the even the uh, music artists that he highlighted on the soundtrack because there was a lot of songs that didn't make the soundtrack that were. Um, you know, like more bounce to the ounce and some, you know, more popular ones that never made the soundtrack, yeah. but he just chose to put the, the up and coming artists on there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Great point. And again, that's uh yeah. And, and it's, it's interesting because like you said, it, it, 
you know, Tony, 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 Tony was just the kind of getting, getting going. And, uh, that, this movie just, um, it just long, it just catapulted everyone, you know, if you had something to do with that movie, uh, it just really, really, you know, uh, put you in the, in, in a, in a different category, man. It, it, and it catapulted people into their, into their careers, it's really nice to see that. And, and yeah. again, I was and did just... you know uh, uh, John, John Singleton wanted um, NWA to star in the movie um, he, as like uh, Doughboy's like Entourage, Ice Cube's Entourage. So that was actually the plan. Oh. Um, and then it was just all those uh, the disputes with Ice Cube and NWA when they broke up that he had to kind of quickly pivot and uh, recast everybody. But I'm oh. wondering if how much music maybe like NWA would have put out on that album. Oh, wow. Great point. Yeah, wow. so, did not know that. Did not know that. Yeah, so yeah, they were they were all going to be. So you you were going to have Dre and uh, you know Easy E and all those guys just kind of as his entourage. But <laughs> he, he quickly that would have been that would have been kind of cool, man. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, I would have put a um, whole different. Well, who knows how that would have turned out, man? Yeah, yeah, I, it would have been good, I'm sure. And but that's interesting. I didn't know that, James. I didn't know that piece of trivia and. Um, you start getting into the the gangster rap thing, and you, I, for me, I start thinking about uh, MC8. Ooh, yeah. Uh, growing up in the hood, you know, yep. his, uh, or was it Compton's Most Wanted? Uh, 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 I think it was MC8 Compton's was Most on, Wanted. Uh, uh, growing up in the hood. Yeah, grow, growing up in the hood. Yeah, but like, he was on Compton's. He was with Compton's Most Wanted. Exactly. But he had another distinct voice that was just uh, that was oh, the yeah. first time I had heard MC8, and I was like, whoa, man, that's a that's that's a different sound then, and. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A couple years mm-hmm. later, he puts out. Uh, he's on the Menace to Society soundtrack. So. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, that was that was pretty good, man. Yeah, unbelievable, man, unbelievable. And going back to Ice Cube, though, James, I, uh, you know, Ice Cube, he was extremely popular. Um, yeah, at this point, yeah, I mean, he was already pretty, pretty famous, and and uh, well, first and acting role, though. You know, yeah, first, the first time role. we we saw him as an actor and. Yeah. You're kind of already thinking like, wow, he's pulling away from NWA. What is he doing? You know, is he a, is he a rapper? Is he an actor? You know, so you're just, I think the only other guy that was doing that was like, uh, was Ice-T. Yeah. He was doing that, was rapping and acting and stuff. But yeah, he, uh, he made, he made a heck of a career for himself and obviously knew what he was doing. Exactly. He kind of, uh, pioneered that, uh, uh, I think he be he did that before Tupac even started oh, going yeah. into the movies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that right after that, I think Juice came out with uh, I can't remember the year, but yeah, I think Juice came out after that. Juice, with, shortly after, shortly yeah, after. shortly after with Tupac, and then you got uh, then you got LL Cool J coming into movies, and uh, those yeah. were kind of the pioneer of uh, uh, rappers and hip hop artists that were uh, um, you know going on the silver screen, right, right, and uh, so. I, I think um, so. You go. We go back to the summer of '91, James, and man, you start thinking about you know what life was like uh, again, going into our sophomore year, and um, it's just uh, you get really nostalgic thinking about Boys in the Hood. Uh, it was just a cool movie, man, for me. It was just a cool movie and cool soundtrack. I, I related to the main characters so much, man. Being again, like you know, we've already kind of mentioned that. You know they're they're young and high school impressionable and you know I was I liked football. I remember uh, Ricky was a, a big time football player. Oh man. yeah, man. Yep. 
you know, and he was getting recruited by USC, and I can just relate to that. Just man, just uh, exactly imagine where you want to be. You know, you're, yeah, you're, you're, we're playing ball, and we're like, man, this is like, you know, this is what we got to do. And you know, he he wanted to stay out of trouble, and you know, try to walk his fine line. And you know, I mean, I think we both grew up in uh, in, in pretty pretty nice areas and stuff, but there's always that temptation that you know, you can maybe, maybe take a different turn. So yeah, uh, this movie was a good reminder of, you know, to kind of surround yourself around good people. But a lot of times, you know, some of your friends aren't making this, the best choices possible. So you got to kind of just, you know, deal with it and, you know, either turn your back or, you know, just make that better decision. So I think uh, more than anything, it just had, you know, more um, life altering decisions that were being made throughout that movie. And uh, Ricky always tried to keep it, keep it on the straight and arrow man and you know he had his boy trey with him and they just tried to do that together so exactly you know it's funny man it's like that was the first time i ever saw this is one of the things that just like really resonated with me was uh when the when the recruiter from sc goes and visits him uh-huh. and uh he, he he pops in his uh his highlight tape and there's music behind in his highlight tape uh-huh. That's the first time I ever saw something like that. And I was like, oh, man, dude, I can't wait to put some music behind that. And, and to this day, I still don't know what song that was. I do not know what song that was. Oh, man, that's a great Yeah, I don't question. know what song, but it had a cool beat. And he was like running around the field. And uh, which did you know that the guy who um, did you know that uh, John Singleton? Football coach and said, hey, um, you know, give me give me a highlight of some like really good runs from one of your players, uh-huh. and um, uh, the coach at the time I don't know the coach's name, but uh, gave it a uh, a guy a football player. His name was Kevin Hicks, big time running back back in like the the early ninety late eighties early nineties for Crenshaw, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and that's who was the highlight film of supposedly Ricky. But you know, making all those jukes and running around. And, oh right, yeah. But that with that song, man, I still don't know what that song was. But that was the first time I ever was like, man, you could put music behind highlight tapes. Okay, this is pretty good. All right, here we go. Exactly, so it was good, man. But that dude actually, Kevin Hicks, went on to play for uh, Washington State University. Oh so, yeah, okay. so pretty interesting there. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I remember hearing about that. That uh, the um, you know that highlight film was a, a player from Crenshaw and. Um, but that's pretty cool. You know his name, Kevin Hicks. Huh? Kevin Hicks, yeah. He didn't yeah. do nothing after the after college, but actually, I don't think yeah. he did much in college. But but still wow. pretty interesting, man. Crenshaw High School, Crenshaw Cougars, man. So, yeah. Um, so going back to uh, you know, just so you know, man, and then for me, I, I throughout the whole movie, you know, you can see their their sense of fashion and. Uh, the characters, you know, they're fat, you know, the way they dress, the way they, they kind of, uh, the way they spoke, man, they, you know, it was just kind of, they were cool, man. I just thought they were so cool, man. These are cool characters, man. You know, I just, I could relate to them, you know? Oh, yeah. and, um, so, and then going, going back to, uh, Tevin Campbell's just asked me to, uh, like we mentioned, he was, he was up and coming. He had just finished that, uh, round and round produced by Prince, um, you know, which appeared in the movie Graffiti Bridge. Yep. And uh, that song was that. Do you know who that song was produced by? Uh, no. Who, who was that? I'll be sure. Ooh, I'll be sure, man. Which, by the way, man, that guy, he's done. He's written all kinds of songs, man. Oh, man. Dude. For, uh, a, a, you know, a slew of artists, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, 
but so he re- he produced that song, great song, man. And uh, I want to ask you though, James, who can you like? Do you have a favorite song from the soundtrack? Um, yeah, well, obviously, uh, Tony, uh, just a, uh, just me and you, just me and you. Uh, that was a good one. Uh, there was a song, uh, Work It Out by Moni Love. Oh, that yeah. was pretty good. Uh, just because it had a Rick James, uh, um, sample in there, that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. but those were kind of my, um, you know, kind of my go-to songs. Um, I did like that uh, growing up in the hood just because of the MC8. Uh, for some reason, his voice just really, uh, um, you know, really, um, um, you know, stands was, out. yeah, stands out for me. But, uh, you know, a lot of good artists, you know, Two Life Crew was in there, um, Too Short. Oh, yeah. uh, kind of disappointed in that Too Short song. A couple songs I was disappointed in, uh, uh-huh. which was weird, but that, that Too Short song, I, man, he, it was just like, it's he took lyrics from life is too short and just made his own song another song with the same kind of lyrics same beat everything so that was kind of weird but um i was excited to hear when i saw that and i didn't remember hearing it in the movie but um the high five song so when i got the soundtrack i was like okay and high five man i mean they were they had just come out with like the kissing game oh yeah um um uh geez god my mind's blue joining back uh i can't wait wait another minute yes Mm -hmm. Those two songs. So, and I don't know if you remember that that, that it's uh, it's called Too Young. That yes. song is whack, man. I mean, like, dude, it was just <laughs> it was not there. Like, it has you can listen to their all their all their songs, man. It has nothing. It sounds nothing like anything that they've put out. So, yeah. Uh, and I to agree. this day, I'm a big big high five fan. I mean, oh yeah, Kissing Game and uh, uh, Can't Wait Another Minute are two of my uh, you know all time favorite uh, R and B songs. So. Um, Absolutely. a lot of good, a lot of good memory with those, but uh, oh, yeah, yeah, but all, all good, good soundtrack, man. And um, yeah. but, you know, the Tony, Tony, Tony's probably my one of my and um, Ice Cube, uh, How to Survive in South Central, probably my two faves on the album. I, you know, I, me, same here, man, same here. You know, I, I think uh, Tony, Tony, I'm a big Tony, Tony, Tony fan, man, big. big. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, Rafael Sadiq was uh, that guy was legit, man, <laughs> legit, absolutely, absolutely, and. Uh, we could go we can go all day about them too, Tony, 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 and um, but you know, it, you know, the, yeah, those songs really, you know, they they touch uh, they have a place in my heart, man, you know, and um, and like I mentioned earlier, Stanley Clark, man, Black on Black Crime, uh, Quincy Jones is uh, September, which is that uh, that the, uh, the Trey and Trey and Brandy uh, song, Trey and Brandy song, and yeah, when they were in the, the room. When he, when he finally, when he finally, when he finally scored, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when he hit the skins, right? When, That's when, right, man. When, uh, as he said, and uh, Stanley Clark's that that particular song, instrumental, uh, was was the song that was playing while uh, Doughboy and, and his boys went to uh, get revenge on uh, Ricky, man, and um, that's the song that was playing yeah, during the whole right. sequence when he when Ricky died and and. Um, or I'm sorry, when uh, uh, uh when they Dope killed Boy. the guy, to... yeah, when they went back yeah. and, and, and got revenge. Um, uh, like... that was the same song they were playing when uh, the burglar was coming in, it, too, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So. yeah, yeah, black perfect, on black crime, perfect, yeah, perfect, uh, perfect timing on those songs, man, right? 
Right. And uh, so, but so you had so, I mean, gosh, James, it's just, you had so many talented people working on this, on this whole entire project, Boys in the Hood, man. I mean, from, you know, from the cast, the crew, to the, to the soundtrack, the musicians, the producers, uh, man. And then leading it all was, was the man himself, John Singleton. And uh, what a masterpiece. What a, what a tremendous um, piece of art, you know, this whole thing was, man. And uh, again, I think it, uh, we were being so, us being, in, in, you know, so impressionable as, as young teenagers and, and uh, you know. But also opening up your eyes to kind of, you know, what, yeah. a, what a world is, you know, outside of that. Because we really only kind of saw that through music and, you know, other movies. But I think Boys in the Hood took a different turn on it. I mean, you never saw, um, you know, I mean, obviously the stereotypical theme was, you know, the, the, single, the single black mother. You know, and uh, oh, you know, yeah. that movie takes us, you know, John Singleton does a great job. It says, no, like, uh, you know, there's 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 black women out there that work that got careers and there's fathers that step up and take care of their kids, um, mm. which yep. which, was, you know, I don't know if you know that, but John Singleton kind of based his uh, tray off of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, his dad was like a mortgage broker, uh, yeah. John Singleton's dad and his and he lived with his dad in South Central. Um, so I think it. um you know, the movie just kind of opened up your eyes a little bit. I mean, that's also that movie's coming off the heels of uh, the Rodney King beating. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, so you're already kind of like, all right, like, you know, what's, you know, you're, you're already kind of aware of that. It was something that was already being thrown in our thrown in our face. But pre- police brutality is now, you know, on the big screen now, you know, coming off the heels of uh, the mm-hmm. Rodney King beating. So, um, you know, kind of makes you step back a little bit and say, OK, what's really going on here, you know? Then you yep. got you got uh, Furious's mm-hmm. uh, you know conversation with the with all the, the the neighborhood people about gentrification you know and that's yeah. something, I mean personally I never thought about you know growing up but you know just uh, it was a real eye opener for a lot of that stuff so um, you know he did he did a he did a great job in not only you know kind of painting uh, painting uh, the you know black people in a in a negative light but try to put some positive spins on things as well and uh, bring some awareness. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of uh, life lessons uh, to be had and, and uh, messages and, and yeah, man, absolutely. You know, I, like you said, raising awareness, opening eyes. Uh, the movie really made you think, man. Really made oh, you yeah, think. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? And yeah, I, most definitely. Yeah, and I remember coming away from that movie just, just being blown away. Just, you know, just being, uh, just thinking and really you know, it really provoked thought that movie, and um, it it really tugs at your emotions that that, that movie. Um, so, I think uh, for me, you know, when when I think about the death of Ricky, man, uh, how how infuriating it was, you know, how you know how his the, the dream was cut short uh, over some senseless violence, you know. Oh and yeah, the he was just a promising football player, and he had the scholarship set up to go to U.S. Pa- the, past his ACTs, but yeah, past hey, his man. ACTs, and he had a, you know he had a, the guy had a son, and man, I and mean, just heartbreaking, right? That scene, the first thing you go back to that moment, you first see that. Oh, dude, yeah, that was... like oh man, no, not Ricky. Yeah, yeah, that was gut wrenching, man. And then just kind of like her relationship with Doughboy and the way she kind of treated him, it was like, man, that was just the mom. Dude, she did a great job at that, but there's just that whole scene. 
Yeah. They're kind of funny, though. You kind of, you know, the only scene, the only movie that I think kind of touched me that way or just kind of like, you know, kind of shook me to my core was La Bamba. Mm. Um, and I just mm. thought about that right now. Like, you know, you have you have a mom who obviously his favorite son was Richie and Ricky. And then, you know, the, you know, Bob and Doughboy were kind of the black sheep and they're the ones that, you know, are there to comfort their mom at that end of that. So, oh man, yeah, that's man, a great right now, man. Yeah, dude, that's just, uh, really good. I, I couldn't remember a movie until then. Both, yeah. After that, I can't remember another movie that, that, uh, you know, kind of hit me like that until uh, higher learning, which is another, uh, Johnson. John Singleton. Singleton. Yeah. So I tell yeah. you, man, he was, he was owning the nineties with that. He was absolutely, absolutely. But that's a pretty cool parallel, James. And you go back to La Bamba. Uh, both of those stories took place in, in Los Angeles to different uh, parts of Los Angeles, but Los Angeles nonetheless. Oh, yeah. Uh, San Fernando Valley, you know, and, and then you had so- South Central. Yeah. Um, or they call it South, South Los Angeles now, right? It's no yeah, longer. That's right. Long. That's right. Yeah. Um, Gotta clean it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To, you know, just to be politically correct here yes <laughs> uh but yeah we know it as self-central and um but yeah you know that's a pretty cool thing you, you just made that parallel and um i always felt like they they should have made a sequel depicting uh trey and brandy you know how, how their lives were ended up in college or i don't know some kind of sequel man oh yeah to, but obviously yeah following trey's life and see just to see what he ended up like and i don't know I thought that would have been kind of cool. No, that would have been great, man. Yeah, yeah, because you you you're just kind of like, what, what's happening to the rest of these characters? You know, you know what's going to happen next. So, and that's what's yeah. great about that movie is it just draws you in that you get you know this connection to them that you're like, hey, you know what what happened? You know what? And that's what a sign of a great movie is is when you walk away thinking, oh man, like what's going to happen next? You know what's happening with these people? So, right, right. And then I think uh, Doughboy ends up. Uh... You know, I think he was murdered two weeks later, right? Yeah, According two weeks the... later. Yep. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, and then if you never know what happened with Furious and you know Trey's dad and oh yeah, you yeah. know Ricky's mom and Ricky's uh, mom or little little uh yeah, Chris little, little Chris <laughs> little Chris little Chris yeah yeah little Chris I think he was uh um he he was uh really paralyzed that kid yeah yeah so he really was in a wheelchair but absolutely absolutely and. Yeah, uh, but so, uh, I, go ahead. They yeah, they should do a, a what? What happened to uh, Ricky Junior? Maybe he grew up to be a big time football player or something. Yeah, like there you go, man. There you go, Ricky Junior. Was that his name, Ricky Junior? I, I think it was. I think it was Ricky Junior. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, uh, man. Uh huh. Yeah. So, but uh, it, it's always fun, man. It's always fun to think about the Boys in the Hood, man. This particular movie. Because again, you know, we were we were young and so so impressionable, so uh, you know, just getting our lives going, man. And we're still kids ourselves, yeah, still yeah, kids, we were, man. And uh, so many great memories, James, uh, for me. And uh, you know, you think about your you know your neighborhood, your friends, your your family, what everything was like. Um, and you, you, when you watch that movie. It just, it really takes me, it really takes you back. I mean, that's the way I, you know, I, when I watch it now, I it just, man, it just takes me back to what, what life was, what I felt like. And, you know, again, like you said, it's, it's just, that's a sign of a great movie that really yep, that's right. tugs at your emotions and, and your mind and everything. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, man, good movie. Absolutely, man. And but hey, James, we we definitely got to do this again, man. Oh, for sure, man, for sure. Yeah, and I I always appreciate you putting me on, and uh, like I always say, man, it's great to you're doing a lot of great things on this uh, on this podcast, and it's an honor and a pleasure to be a part of it. Uh, anytime, anytime you need me to be a guest. And absolutely, you know, we have to continue doing this, and and uh, we'll, we'll, who knows what uh, our next uh, profile will be. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun, man. It's been a lot. Yeah, of definitely, fun. man. Definitely, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I can't thank you enough for for taking the time. You know, you're always welcome to the '90s Galore podcast. Thank you, thank you, brother. Absolutely, man. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure, uh, as always being here with you to cover this masterpiece called Boys in the Hood. Rest in peace, John Singleton. Uh, I just want to remind you guys uh, to follow us on Twitter, you know, and leave us some voice message on, on Apple Podcasts or, or, or Anchor. Leave me, a, leave me a voice message. Tell me what you think of the show. Leave me some ideas, some requests of artists that you want to see us profile. Give me a quick review or just say hi. Drop, a, drop by and say hi. Uh, we we're always um, you know looking to connect with our guests, our our guests, not only our guests, our, our listeners, and uh, we thank you from wherever you're listening, overseas, here in the U.S. of A. And uh, we will see you soon. Thanks again for tuning in. I think we have we have a wild card episode coming coming soon, so stay tuned for that. But until then, I'm your host Andy Zaldivar, and again for James Taylor, I want to thank you guys. For listening, so take it easy. <laughs>